Yeah, what's up, guys? A little Black Crows there to start your start your podcast off with. It's a little hard to handle by the Black Crows. Those guys are getting back together, by the way. They've been, uh, I think they've been apart maybe six years, something like that. And, um, you know, brothers, Chris, and, um, oh, my goodness. What the fuck is the other guy's name? Chris Robinson. And... Tony Robinson. I don't fucking know. Will Robinson? That's uh, that's lost in space. What the hell is the other guy's name? Chris. Uh, I know somebody will tell me. I could look it up, I guess. Let's do that. As a matter of fact, I've got two computers open, guys. I can do uh, I can do that either way, any, on either computer <laughs> that I want to. Let's look up uh, Black Crows. We'll look it up on the uh, on the Mac. Oh, got a bad gateway. Guess we're not looking it up on the Mac. <laughs> Why is there a bad gateway? What happened to my gate? Bad gateway. Cannot establish TLS, blah, blah, blah. All right, well, you know what we're going to do here? We're going to... This thing is pending some updates anyway, by the way, so maybe I just need to finish this update and restart it. Not very interesting stuff to start a show off with, but, you know. Got to start somewhere, guys. Got to start somewhere. So, what? I, I seriously have zero notes. I got no notes on my uh, on my phone. I'm winging this. Yeah, I'll say it once again. I put a put a message out there that this was the end. The end. I said, kind of like at the end of a book. Not kind of. It was actually the end of a book. I think a picture at the end of a book. I didn't take the picture. Found it on, guess where? Google. You can find any picture, any anything you want. You can find it on Google. Anything. Anything you want. I don't care what it is. Anything. Yeah, so this thing's downloading some updates over here. So we'll see. I just thought it'd be uh, nice to have, be look all professional. Look like I got stuff going on. But I don't. So... We're going to jump into this beer first, and then I'll talk about some stuff. But, yeah, I posted that uh, it was the end over the weekend. Just, um, you know, my uh, the bills hit for, <laughs> for the programs that I use to produce this uh, podcast. And I started looking at money and looking at all these things I'm paying for, streaming services and this kind of stuff, and Podbean and... Um, the um, Premiere, what is it called? The um, Adobe Premiere Pro that I pay for to do some editing and some things like that. Whatever. Just a bunch of fucking bullshit bills that uh, that you got to pay every month. So that bill, those bills came out the the account and I said, you know what, man? I'm, I think I'm done with this podcast. I really, <laughs> it's, it's an expense that over the year... You know, is it a worthwhile expense? Is it something that that I get a benefit out of cost to, to benefit um, ratio? And uh, I I wasn't sure, but you know what? The bill just hit, so I've got a month. I've got a month to uh, decide whether I want to pay the next bill, or if I want to cancel before that next bill comes due, or those next bills. It's a couple of them. So, yeah, obviously. It was not the end. We're we're still feeling it out. Um, every time I feel like you know this thing's over with, um, 
I find another reason to, to bring it back in. And, you know, I, I kind of, last week's episode was a little ridiculous, and I want to speak about that episode and kind of clear the air on some things there. So, oh, there's that damn pen scraping on the table again. Let's see. We'll put it over here. Let's see. We'll write down uh, what we talked about. We talked about uh, Black Rose because I need to uh, mention them. Black Rose, Hard to Handle was the song that we listened to. Hard to handle. All right. So we'll get some notes going. We're going to open this beer, guys. Let's see. Got my bottle opener. This is uh, Bourbon County brand stout from Goose Island. It is 14.7% alcohol. Damn, I didn't realize. Uh, it says drink by uh, September, or I'm sorry, July 9th, 2024. Uh, we're going to drink it tonight. That's way before, I guess. So I'm doing what they said. This is stout aged in bourbon barrels. I'm going to look it up. This is the 2019 version. I bought a, a three-pack. Uh, this comes out every year. Um, hold on. Ignore the message. Request timed out. Yeah, see this bullshit. That's why I don't use this computer, man. It won't let me do updates. It times out every time I try and do an update. If anybody's got any suggestions, any ideas on to how I can get this Mac to do its updates like it is supposed to, please let me know. Now I can't get to the thing to restart it. Let me just see if I can do a restart. Are you sure you want to restart? Yeah, that's why I hit restart. All right, so while that's going, we'll open this. So I bought a three-pack that comes out once a year. I bought a three-pack over at the new House of Brews West Ashley, as a matter of fact, over there with uh, Chris Silen. Went over there a few days after they opened. I think I've talked about it, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much because uh, Chris and I are getting ready to get together. I know I keep saying it. I've been saying it since the middle of the summer, really, because they were supposed to open uh, sometime back in August and uh, never happened. A lot of things come up around here, you know, licensing and um, inspections and all kind of different things that happen that seems like every project that I've seen, because uh, I've you know I talked to a lot of people that open businesses and that have opened businesses and that are going to open businesses, and every single one of them, I haven't ha haven't had one yet that has opened ahead of time or on time. Everything is my view on it, my sight on it, from what I've seen is about three months after somebody says that they're going to open. Count on three months after that. So. But I got this from uh, Mr. Filon over there. This was the last uh, box that he had available. Ooh, listen to that. That was awesome. That sounded tremendous. We'll put this over here. I don't know if you can see it or not. Who cares? Whatever. Bourbon County branched out. Let's look this puppy up and see what we got that's not the button i wanted to hit so what's going on guys like i said last episode merry christmas happy new year all that good shit and i uh, hope everybody's doing well so far we are the seventh day of january in the year 2020 
How exciting is that? We're going to go to untapped. Hope everybody's meeting all their goals that they set for themselves. Everybody has these uh, the silly thing where they set resolutions every year. Maybe it's not silly. You know, um, I think some people need those goals, and they and you know they say a successful person writes down stuff and has goals and sets them and and uh, achieves those goals. So I guess it's not a bad thing. I do not do it. I don't know. I, have I in the past? Absolutely, I have. But I don't feel like I need any resolutions. You know, is there things that I could improve on from the previous year? Probably. Do I need to write them down? No, I've got a hard drive right up here. Personal hard drive. These are uh, solid state hard drives over here. I think this is just a regular internal solid state here. Whatever. You don't need to know all that information. But I've got a hard drive right here in my head, guys, that I keep information. And if I if there's something I need to improve upon in the next year, I just you know put it up here in my brain and say, hey, look, man. I'm looking over here, trying to do something over here. Look, man, um, get better, you know. Bourbon County. Brand Stouts 2019. There we go, 2019. So I've already, uh, I've already drank the other two guys. Is there an echo in here? I feel like there's an echo. Hello? Hello. Could be this drum set. I don't know. I felt like I heard a, a real big echo, like I was in a tin can for a second there. Maybe I've got too much stuff in front of me and it's bringing all the sound back to me. I already drank the other two of these. I drank the 2017 and the 2018. I uh, shared them both. And um, I'm going to go ahead and get this 2019 out the way. You know why? Because it's the only beer I have in the refrigerator right now. So I'm trying not to keep that much beer in the house. I'll get into all that as soon as I talk about this. Uh, this year's Bourbon County Stout, aged in a mix of Heaven Hill, Buffalo Trace, and Wild Turkey Barrels, yields a rich, complex mouthfeel. Flavors of cocoa, fudge, vanilla, caramel, almond, plus leather and tobacco permeate this beer and deepen with each sip. We've bottled Bourbon County Stout for 15 years, and this year's vintage is one that you will want to hold on to for years to come. Well, I'm sorry, guys, but when I, when I buy beer, I drink it. I don't hold on to it. I don't know if, if it tastes better five years from now than it did. It's going to taste right now because, you know, unless I buy two of them, but they're expensive, man. I'm not buying two and three and, and trying one out every year. It's just ridiculous. It To me, it makes no sense. I'm not that kind of beer guy. I know a bunch, bunch of people that are, and that's fine. If that's the type of beer guy they want to be. Um, I don't have a cigarette lit over here, guys. This is uh, some incense. I just lit some energy incense to try and just increase the energy in the room while I do the podcast. So, yeah, I'm not one of those guys that sits back and waits um, and buys multiple bottles of, of a release. I just, you know, I don't know. I just not. I just buy a beer and I drink it when I want to drink it. And some snobs will say, oh my God, are we drinking that right now? You're supposed, you supposed to hold on to that for two, you're supposed to sell that for two, three years. And it's going to taste better the more it ages. Well, I don't know if I agree with all that. My palate is not the best palate in the world. It looks like uh, the Hawaiian Islands or something. It looks like. And the top of my beer is what I'm looking at, the, the foam bubbles 
Oh, man, that is such a rich beer. <laughs> I should have had my dinner first before I came up and did this. I could have uh, had that as dessert. Um, what the hell was I even saying? I was saying something about this beer. I don't know. I definitely get I get everything that it says in here, really. I, I got the cocoa, the fudge, big time. Vanilla, maybe a, ta a tad bit of vanilla. The caramel is a little weak. Um, but the cocoa and the fudge, for sure, right up front. The almond, I think I get. Leather and tobacco, I can see that as it warms. I think I'm going to get a little bit more of the leather and the tobacco um, in there. But it's a great beer. It really is. I mean, it's probably... You know, I'm a big fan of the Bourbon Barrel-Aged uh, 1050 from Oscar Blues. It's another Imperial Stout uh, Barrel-Aged, Bourbon Barrel-Aged that is fantastic. This one's up there, man. It's it's uh, right up there on the top of my list. There's a, there's a few that my brother Kevin and I were talking about. Uh, the Abyss from the Deschutes Brewery, uh, the Bourbon County, of course. Uh, the 1050 from Oscar Blues. What else did we talk about? Maybe... Maybe Big Bad Baptiste, possibly, you know, some aged versions, maybe not right off the shelf. But this one, right off the shelf, it's a fantastic beer. So I don't go out and hunt it down. It's really, you know, since they went over to the dark side, it's not really the dark side. But since they got bought out, uh, Goose Island, uh, I think, you know, it seems like this beer is a little more widely available. And you don't have to go out there and stand in line and wait for it and shuffle all over town trying to track it down. So that's good, I guess. It's a good reason. Uh, a positive, a pro, a con. No, a pro. A pro and a positive of them selling out uh, to some bigger people that can do wider distribution and, and get their beer out to more people. Some people say that, uh, you know, some of their beers lost its flavor. It's kind of flattened out a little bit. It's um, a little thinner. If that's the case, I don't know if I've can discern that either with my palate. I think it all pretty much tastes, you know, I, I'd have to go back and drink before they get bought out and tell you if I can tell the difference. But I don't think they've messed with uh, the Bourbon County uh, brand stouts, which is a good thing. Uh, they have held up for sure. All right, so into the podcast, I guess. Um, so I did a podcast last week. I called it the child support episode. A girl named Brianna uh, Dallas. There is no Brianna Dallas, guys. I apologize to anybody that I fooled. Um, I got a lot of messages. Uh, I'm talking a lot of messages of people apologizing and uh, sympathizing and praying for me and um, giving me advice and all kind of different things over this thing. You know, the if you haven't listened to it, I did a little short episode uh, saying that a girl uh, that I had messed around with back in uh, a while back had uh, tracked me down and said that she had my kid and that I was the father and that I needed to step up and start paying child support and be involved in this kid's life and all that stuff. So, I apologize to anyone that is upset with me, but it was a goof. I even I even tag, hashtagged it uh, false, um, lies, or something like that, or satire. I marked it as such that, you know, I don't know. People don't read those things, I guess. But So I appreciate everybody that reached out. That really meant a lot to me, even if it's 
false. Just the fact uh, that you guys didn't know it was false and that you reached out and offered uh, your advice and your love and your your kindness and all that kind of stuff. I, I do appreciate that greatly. And it really makes me feel good that, that you guys would take the time to do that and reach out to me and, and be a friend and a confidant and whatever. So I appreciate that 100%. Love you guys. Thank you very much for everybody that reached out. And I hated to, and everybody that did, I told them straight away, um, I'm sorry that uh, I fooled you, but it was a joke, and I, I apologize. Hope it didn't upset you, and everybody was, was good with it. And uh, some people were were ecstatic about it. They thought it was hilarious that uh, that I was able to fool them like that, and that, um, that I was such a good liar, I guess. <laughs> if that's a good thing. I don't call it lying, I call it acting. Um, that's what I call it. So it was acting, guys. Um, buddy of mine, um, Flim Shady, you know him. He ran for mayor. He didn't win. But, um, you know, I told him I was going to get off of Facebook, and I was just tired of the back and forth and the left and the right, and he said, she said, and all this stuff, and uh, told him I was going to get off, and he gave me an idea. And I, I ran with it. So, thank you, Flim Shady. That's why they call you Shady. And um, we had fun with it. But it's over now. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. It's, it's a pretty funny episode. It, definitely, if, once you know that it uh, was not real. I think it's pretty comical. Right, Leah? Leah's over here in the studio today, by the way, guys. You can't see her. She's over here laying on her bed, taking a nap. Let's see if this computer works now. So that was that. And, you know, the thing is, for one, number number one, you know, I still have a subscription to these uh, to these things that I'm doing this podcast with. So uh, as far as being updated now, so doing all kinds of updates on this thing. Um, yeah, so I still have some use of those things, so why let them go to waste? Why not uh, produce a show or do something? And number two, I couldn't I couldn't leave on that sad note, even even if it wasn't for real. Excuse me, I couldn't leave on that and go out uh, on show 107 on a sour note like that and a depressing note. I'm not going to leave you guys that way. If I'm going to go out, it's going to be a celebration and we're going to have a good time with it. What is coming up? Like I said, I have no notes. I really have nothing. Um, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to what's coming up on the show. Let me write that down. We'll come back to uh, guests that are coming up and uh, things that are happening. Guests and happenings. That's what we'll, we'll put down here. We'll come back around to my shoulder, man. Um... I don't know if you can see it. Probably probably can't pull it up. Well, I guess you can. So I've got a little band-aid, a little bandage on here. Um, it's doing pretty well. It was looking really well. You know, I, I post a few pictures on uh, my personal page out there on Facebook just to keep, keep family and friends updated on the progress of my shoulder surgery. It was going pretty well. I've been out of the sling. I've been doing um, exercises, range of motion. I've been doing... Uh, 
isometrics, rotator cuff exercises, uh, shoulder stability type stuff. And it's been feeling really good. The scarring has looked phenomenal, healing up really nicely. Uh, the pain is pretty much gone. Still have a little trouble sleeping here and there, especially on that side. Uh, still have some numbness on the on the outside of the shoulder, the lateral, kind of top lateral, right there at the AC joint where they did most of the work, uh, shaving down some of the bone. But I went out Sunday and I was I was looking around the backyard. I'm like, damn it, Leia, we got we got to do something with this yard because it is looking savage. So I decided I was going to get out there, uh, pick up a little bit and rake and uh, burn some leaves and try and get make a little dent in the yard because I just definitely since my shoulder surgery and a little bit before that I haven't even touched it the backyard at all and of course my roommate ain't going to touch it so what was I saying oh so we went out in the yard Lay and I we did about um, two hours worth of yard work and a good hour of that was uh, raking leaves and then you know scooping the leaves putting it into my burning uh, bin that I have my fire pit and uh, burning those leaves off one time I thought, like almost when I initially started, I had a big plume of smoke going. Is it plume? Flume? What is it? Plume? Plum? I think it's plume of smoke, right? Hold on one second. Let me, let me look that up. Plume of smoke. Yeah, it's a plume. P-L-U-M-E. Plume. Plume of smoke, dust, fire, water, largely, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I was correct. So I had a big plume of smoke going up, and all of a sudden I heard uh, some fire trucks coming down Charlie Road, and I'm like, oh, man, somebody has called the damn fire department on Because it was, the leaves were kind of wet, and some of the um, the pine straw that I had, um, had raked up was wet, and it, so I had a big thing of smoke going, and I thought for sure that the fire department was coming to my house, but they did not, unfortunately. That would have been a good thing if they were coming to my house for a, a small fire in my backyard, but they probably were going somewhere else where things were not as nice as just having a fire in the backyard. So, hope everybody's all right. But, did a lot of raking and it felt great. I mean, I didn't have any pain, you know, a little tenderness here and there, just um, <clears throat> just pulling and pushing with the with the rake and doing some things out there. No, no big problems or pains. I come back into the house. I made something to eat, and then I came in to go take a shower because I smelled like smoke big time. And I was in front of the mirror, reached up, took my shirt off, and my God, there must have been right above the uh, the AC joint there, the acromial clavicular joint, where it's where the collarbone and the acromium meet there at the end of the shoulder. <clears throat> Over the scar that I have, I have a, a scar that's probably an inch and a half long going across the top of the shoulder here, uh, front to back. And it probably raised up a good half an inch, maybe three quarters of an inch. I mean, it it looked like the bone was protruding up out of the skin, like the, the bone, like the collarbone had come loose from the acromion and just had popped up like this. And if, if, if you're not watching the video, um, I'm kind of showing with my fingers, uh, my two forefingers, <clears throat> the collarbone popping up. So it looked like the bone had maybe separated from the acromion, like they had shaved off too much bone or 
you know, weakened that spot too much and all that raking that I did had, had pulled loose those two bones. And it, I, th- I thought my bone was protruding, almost protruding out of my skin, out of the scar. And um, I took some pictures of it. I took a video, showed my son and some other people. And um, I don't know, I put some ice on it. I took 800 milligrams of Motrin that night. I actually called um, the operator line with my orthopedic doctor's office and tried to get an appointment they said they'd have to give me they'd put in you know an emergency message or whatever to the to the surgeon and that they would get back with me the next day because this was on a Sunday so they would call me back first thing in the morning uh, to set set up an appointment to see my surgeon so or the PA his PA they got back back with me the next day. They couldn't get me in because my surgeon was in surgery. He does all most of his surgeries on Mondays. So they said they could get me in on Tuesday in the West Ashley office. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, so my throat did that little gurgle thing again. So it already felt a little better yesterday and uh, looked a little better. It was still swollen. Uh, still, it felt like there was some uh, soft tissue in there, it's, uh, definitely some swelling, some fluid. I kind of ruled out that it, it was actually the bone that separated. I think it was just, my thought is, um, I, I broke some scar tissue loose and just caused some inflammation in there. And it, uh, You know, when you have inflammation, you have an injury, what your body does to protect that joint or that area is it, it throws fluid down there and it just pumps that, that thing up with fluid. That's why if you sprain your ankle or whatever, your body's natural instinct is to throw a bunch of fluid and blood down there. To promote healing and to splint that area as well so i figured that's what it did in my shoulder <clears throat> and that it was going to get better over time of course today was even a little bit better still um pretty sore really compared to what it had been a few days prior uh went and saw the surgeon he said it looked like the same thing that i probably just uh, pulled some scar tissue and uh, just irritated it just overworked it inflamed it uh, he went to draw some fluid off of it. He said, well, let's, let's drain the fluid. And when he started draining the fluid, it was nothing but blood. So somehow my body had, had brought blood to the area. So that could be just because of inflammation. And it could just be bringing, you know, fresh blood in there and oxygen and whatever and all these things, to nutrients to heal. Or he said it could be the sign that there's uh, an infection in there. And that uh, it's you know flooding that area to try and fight the infection, and, you know, bring white blood cells and all that stuff in there. So he's going to take the blood, send it off to the lab, and um, they'll determine whether there's an infection. If there is, of course, I'll get some antibiotics or whatever. So they drew some of the fluid off, band-aids on there. It doesn't feel real great right now, actually. You know, he t- did some motions and he stuck it with a needle and pressed on it, prodded. Not feeling the greatest at the moment. It'll feel pretty good after this beer, though. 14.7, was it? Look at here. Some plumes of smoke coming up off of the uh, incense. It's about halfway done. So that's what's going on with the shoulder. I had um, had that appointment today. I had my phlebotomy yesterday. Just to give you guys an update on what's going on. Uh, my hematocrit... <laughs> hematocrit numbers <laughs> was, were, were uh, such that I needed to have my phlebotomy yesterday, so they were 47 yesterday. They, anything over 45, um, they make me come in for the phlebotomy and, and get the blood drawn to, to 
lessen the viscosity of the blood, take out some of the red blood cells. I really had nothing to talk about, guys. I just want to get on here <clears throat> and just give you an update from last week's show and let you know that that wasn't the last show. And then I'm going to keep keep doing this thing for a little bit. The news right now, my my goodness. Um, of course, you know, I'm not. This isn't a political show. I'm not going to get political. I may have people on and we'll talk about politics, possibly, depending on what somebody wants to talk about. But um, I'm not going to do political shows, and I'm not going to get into left and right and all this kind of stuff. Um, if any of you follow me personally, you know kind of my views and you know how I feel about some things. But my goodness, you got the whole impeachment thing, of course, that happened before Christmas and uh, that. And then... Um, now we got uh, the president just assassinating people <laughs> at will, <laughs> just going out there and just, uh, somebody pisses him off. And this is just my take on it, but somebody pisses him off and he's, he just he says, all right, boom, you're gone. You're fired, really. I mean, that's it's pretty much a reality show at this point. He has brought his reality show to the mainstream. It's not just on NBC or ABC anymore. He's brought it to every news network. And Twitter account and Facebook and Instagram out there that uh, you mess with them, you're going to be fired. Whether you're in this country or whether you're in somebody else's country, you're you're eliminated. You're caught. You're off the show. You're off Trump's show. Really. Um, and on one hand, it's comical. On another hand, it's frightening. You know, we just uh, assassinated one of the, the number two man in Iran. And these guys, you know, said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have our three days of mourning, and then watch out, America, we're coming to get you, death to America." And I'm not too happy about it, to be honest. And we're gonna see in the days to come if Iran keeps its threats or if it has open-ended threats. Um, we know Trump's gonna keep his, however convoluted they are. And scary they are, you know, in some instances that can be a good thing. I don't think it was a good thing in this instance, but, you know, as they say, it is what it is. And I hate that saying, you guys know that, because it, it is what Trump made it. It's not, it, it, you know, anyway, it just didn't happen by circumstance, by circumstance. Circumstance. God dang it. Why does my throat gurgle like that? I do have reflux. Maybe it's a reflux thing, I guess. So, yeah, um, I'm not going to go into all the stuff, but, yeah, everybody's sitting back on pins and needles. Well, some of us are. Some of us are sitting back like, yeah, come on, bring it, war. Oh, let me jump off my tractor and, uh, Jack off in this field over here is what Joe Rogan said on his podcast today. But um, it is, man. People get excited about war. What is that? Why do we want to get excited about people dying? And why do people think it's not going to be them or their family? Come on, guys. Who wants a war? Who? Jesus. Oh, it just makes no sense to me, man. These chess beaters and these gorilla people <laughs> have not evolved. They have not evolved into the next human, the next thing. They are still back in the Stone Age and the Neanderthal Age and 
those are the people that I'm afraid of. And I mean, I'm, I'm a military man. I'm a military family man. My, my ex-wife was military. My father was military. My grandparents were all military. My uncles were military. I come from a military background. And they've, every single person has fought in some, some kind of war. I'm not opposed to doing what we have to do when we have to do it. But at this, in this instance, I don't think we had to do anything. Uh, there was still diplomacy that could have been had. And now we've uh, possibly put into turmoil everything that we've been trying to build over in Iraq and Afghanistan and repair and, you know, we go bomb countries and then we we help them repair their countries. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's really counterproductive. But it produces money and it it gives contractors work and uh, it brings in money to our economy. So... It's the world that we live in, man, and it's it's silly. We've got to find another way to to be lucrative in this country, besides bombing and then helping to repair other countries. It just makes no sense. And now Trump is saying, "Look, Iraq, if you make us withdraw from your country, there's going to be huge sanctions on you guys, and you guys are going to have to pay us back for everything that we've rebuilt in your country." You fuck, we fucking blew it up. We blew all this shit up. We should be owing those guys. That should be the gift to them is here's the buildings that we blew up. You're welcome. You don't owe us anything, guys. We fucked you up. We helped you repair it. That should be the end of the uh, the agreement. But this guy wants, wants them to repay us for everything that we've done over there. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, you did a bunch of favors for us. And not Trump. I mean, I'm talking every president. Obama. Clinton, uh, Bush, the first Bush, all these guys have fucked up Iraq for years. Now all of a sudden we're going to say they owe us something for rebuilding? Fuck all these guys, man. Politicians. Oh, and it's not all politicians. I don't agree with that. You know, people say all politicians are liars, all of them are corrupt, all this and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I agree with that. There's some good apples out there. You know, I could have said the same thing about uh, the people in the military, but there was good leaders out there that uh, weren't swayed by the by the rules of the military and the way things are supposed to work. Um, they bucked the system. They might not have got promoted as quickly or, or at all or might not have got the assignment that they wanted, but they stood up for what they believed in. And uh, those were the guys that I respected and gals for sure. Probably more gals than there were guys, really. In charge. But, mm, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, I might have to do some, uh, if we we go to war, I might have to do a a special uh, show. And we'll sit down and talk about it. (sighs) Man. But, you know, it's still the best time ever to to be alive in the world. And, um, you know, Trump didn't make America great. America has already been great. Is it the best? I don't know if it's the best, but it's a good place to live. And people that say, oh, it's going to hell in a handbasket. And where the hell, where did that statement come from? Hell in a handbasket. Let's look that stupid fucking statement up. Hell in a handbasket. But, you know, people like to say, oh, the kids these days, uh, blah, blah, blah. The world's going to hell. It is not. It's the best time ever to be alive right now. So, hell in a handbasket. Do some education. 
Going, going to hell in a handbasket. Going to hell in a hand cart. Going to hell in a handbag. Go to hell in a bucket. Sending something to hell in a handbasket. And something being like hell in a handbasket. Or variations on an American allegorical <clears throat> locution. Locution? Locush. Locution. Fucking kind of words are these people using? English, I guess. Let's see. Variations of American, blah, 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 of unclear origin, which describes a situation headed for disaster, inescapably. There you go. So we have, uh, we have no idea where that came from. Unclear origin. Well, that was very anticlimactic. We didn't find out anything on that one. Here you go, Slayton. Right here, buddy. Mike, Mike adjustment time. Mike adjustment. What else we got, guys? All right, so yeah, we're gonna just, uh, we're gonna talk about what's uh, guests are coming up and what happenings are happening, and then we're gonna get the hell out of here. Be a short one again. Let me know in the comments on Instagram or on Podbean or on YouTube. Send me a message. You know, email me craftconversationspod at gmail.com or whatever. Text me. I don't care. Let me know. Do you like the shorter episodes where I, you know, by myself, where I just do 30, 40 minutes? Do you like an hour plus? Do you like it 15 minutes? What is the preference out there? I don't, I need to send out a survey to everybody on my Facebook page and find out what preferences people have for things that I do. You know, do you like me to wear headphones? Don't like me to wear headphones. Do you like uh, me having two computers set up? Do you like the front angle right on, on the camera? Do you like the side view? Do you like this side view? Do you like a top view? Um, do you like me doing remotes more than you do me being in, in, here in Craft Conversation Studio? Do you like me drinking a beer? Do you like me talking about the beer? I don't know. What kind of guests do you want me to have? Do you like Do you like me to have people from breweries? Do you like musicians? Do you like uh, other people just kind of off the cuff, business owners? Whatever, guys. Just give me some input. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what your your feelings are, because you the guy you are the guys that I'm, I'm catering to. All the listeners out there, you you're the guys that uh, that need to be entertained. And if it's not happening, then you need to let me know why, and let me fix it. All right. So what's going on? So guests coming up. We still got Chris Filan. I I texted him. Um, when did I message him? I messaged him um, Sunday, I guess. And I said, uh, are you ready? And he said, yeah, I'm ready. But he said, let me get back to you on a, on a time. So I don't know, you know, it's still up in the air whether we're going to do it. During business hours, or if we're going to sit out in the in the in the back lot, the, the back grass area, what do you, what would you call that? The back area of House of Brews, West Ashley, just a backyard. It's a house, just a backyard, right? The back drinking area, the gaming area, the social area, whatever. So I don't know if we're going to do it outside, if we're going to do it inside at the bar, if we're going to do it during business hours, after business hours. Uh, he may still come to the studio, but. Uh, he did that last time. I think we're going to definitely do it at his place and uh, showcase the uh, 
the bar over there. So that's coming up. Uh, Fleming and I are supposed to be getting together, and we're going to do a recap, a 2019 recap show. That should be fun. Should be interesting. That was his idea. We'll do that sometime soon, I guess. We need to get it done. Uh, we're seven days into the new year. We need to go ahead and recap last year before it gets too old. So we'll do that. Who else do I have coming on? Uh, I'm still trying to get the fans brewing guys on here. A couple of those guys that I'd like to have in. Um, God, there was some people in my brain, and I can't think of um, who they were. Oh, well, that's the two big ones coming up. We're going to do a recap show with Fleming, and we're going to have Chris Vyland of House of Brews West Ashley. As far as happenings coming up in the near future, we have – hold on. i got to find my list. I need to be more prepared what I need to be. Or I need somebody to do this for me, really. So what do we got? This week we have Matt Furlong, as a matter of fact. He's going to come in on Thursday. That will be my first day back to work, guys, by the way. <clears throat> Thursday, uh, um, January 9th. I'll be back to work starting at 3 p.m. And I'll be there through the weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, if the shoulder doesn't give me any more problems or whatever, but I should be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Matt Furlong is going to come in. Me and Matt have a love-hate relationship on Facebook. Um, follow both of us and check out some of our back and forth on some some posts that I make and some posts that he makes, and we kind of go back and forth a little bit, having a little fun. Uh, sometimes it's a little serious, but good dude, I think. I don't know. Seems like a good dude. I've known him for quite a while, um, four or five years maybe, probably, a long time. Um, part of a duo called uh, the Band of Brothers Acoustic with uh, another gentleman named Casey Carver. They used to play up at, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but they used to play up at Homegrown quite often. You know, it used to be um, Scotty Oliver from the Scotty Oliver Band and Blue Sphere. He was the original guy that played, started playing music there back when they first opened. Well, I don't know if it was when they first opened, but when they... When Caleb finally started letting some music come in there on Thursday nights, um, it was Scotty Oliver. He came in and played. And I, I want to say he played for free at that time. I'm not sure if he got paid or not. But he started off, and then we had um, Band of Brothers Acoustic might have been the second uh, main group that played there at Homegrown. And then we started getting hit by, I think I did talk about this, but we'll talk about it again. We started getting hit by ASCAP and a couple other music um, monetary businesses or something. They, 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 they make money off of uh, people playing other people's music, I guess. So you have to have some licensing in, in, in South Carolina to be able to have people play cover tunes in your bar. And that's pretty much what Band of Brothers Acoustic did. Not pretty much. That's all they did. They had no original music, so it was all cover tunes. And we had to cut them loose because we um, we were getting threatened with fines and uh, we didn't have the money to pay at the time or for the licensing. So got rid of them and kept Scotty Oliver. Scotty had all original material that he could do, uh, so we kept him. And now we've come full circle and we're back to being able to play cover tunes. Now we're having music uh, 
three nights a week at a minimum. But anyway, Matt Furlong, <clears throat> he is uh, doing some solo stuff right now. I guess they're maybe on hiatus or doing, just taking a break. And uh, he's working on some solo things, and he does some covers, and I think he's got a couple originals out there as well. He's played, uh, he played last month, and I thought it went very well. I went up and saw him. wasn't working. It was after my surgery. But uh, I'll be working this time, so we're going to have a good time, I think, with Matt. He's funny. He has some jokes up there. And I like that. I like somebody who talks in between music. You know, there's some people we get up there. Music is fantastic. I don't have any problem with anybody that we have up there playing music. But sometimes the pitter-patter in between songs uh, needs to be a little refined as well. Don't don't focus so much on on just honing your craft of music or guitar playing or drumming or lyrics or singing or tone or whatever or getting your equipment right. Sometimes, I think part of the game is you need to focus on the in-between. Uh, you don't want those silences in-between. So it's just just my two cents, and I'm a, I think I'm a connoisseur of music. I'm a connoisseur of bands. I'm a connoisseur of concerts. And there needs, you need to not have, you know, a one-minute silence in between songs. You know, while you're getting to that next song, strum some strums on the guitar or beat a little bit on the cajon or the drum or talk to the audience or storytell and, and talk about the song you just sang or what the next song is coming up. Do something, man. Fill that void with something. I think that's part of the the trade that um, is missing with a lot of these people out there. And there's some people that do it very well. Uh, Mr. Paul Stone does a fantastic job of transitioning in between songs. Joshua Jarman does a fantastic job of transitioning in between songs. Fleming Moore, fantastic job of transitioning in between songs. Um, Eric Barnett, uh, Matt Furlong. I mean, I, I could go on. The list, I know a lot of people, and most of them do it pretty well. Uh, some of them I would suggest, you know, taking it up a notch. Maybe that should be their resolution for 2020. Maybe trying to figure out. Um, how to be more dynamic on stage. Whether it's a stage at uh, the Windjammer, you know, in, in front of a few hundred people, whether it's a stage at the Music Farm in front of a thousand people, or whether it's a, a stage at Homegrown Brew House in front of two people or <laughs> 20 people, you know. You should be able to, to have a banter and keep people entertained in between the entertainment. <clears throat> that makes sense. So we got Matt Furlong coming up uh, this Thursday. Then we got uh, Joshua Jarman was supposed to be there on Friday. He had a, another commitment that he has to. Oh, I got to look that up. He had another commitment that he has to attend to. So uh, we have we have Noah Grove. I know nothing about Noah Grove. I don't know who he is. When I see him on Friday, I may say, oh, yeah, I know who Noah is. But right now, I haven't even looked up his Facebook page. I just I trust Joshua that he's going to get me somebody that is going to be good to fill, fill in for his spot. And um, that's who we got, Noah Grove. All these are from 8 to 10, by the way, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Saturday is supposed to be Afterglow. But it's not only Afterglow, it is also 
They did this uh, last month or a couple months ago. I think it was back in November. It's going to be a conglomeration of uh, different people. I'm trying to find the event post here. Nope, that's not it. Um, uh, where do I find it? Events, maybe. Fifth Friday, Fleming, sliding on cardboard, the waiting, fourth Friday, 40 mile, Joshua. Urgh. Where is it? I can't find it. It's going to be Afterglow, a guy named Kale, K-A-E-L, I think, is going to be there. Joshua Jarman will actually be there that night, uh, Saturday night, on percussion. But um, last time they played, they did three different sets. So they did a set with just Joshua Jarman opening up, and then they did a set with just Afterglow, which is uh, Ryan Frankett and um, Melissa something, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, Melissa. <clears throat> and then they all came together. Those two, two bands and uh, Kale came in as a lead singer, and they do... Um, oh, why can't I remember what it is? Come out Saturday night, and you will not be sorry. I promise you. 8 to 10, Saturday, Homegrown Brew House, 117 South Main Street. You will not be disappointed. Come out and support these guys. They're a new band. The When they played at Homegrown last time in November, it was their first uh, appearance, and I thought they knocked it out the park. Come out and see all three of these guys, man. It's going to be a fantastic week of music, weekend of music, and I'm um, back to work. Finally, I get to see all my uh, great customers and get back into the groove. So come on out and support live music and craft beer and fantastic Better Than Bar Food by Mr. Jonathan DePriest. All right, I think that about wraps it up, guys. We're at uh, 50 minutes or so. I think I've talked about everything. We've talked a little bit about uh, Trump. We talked about my shoulder. We talked about last episode. We talked about me ending the podcast. We talked about guests coming up and happenings. I think that is about it. So I appreciate you guys hanging with me. This is show number 108. I never would have thunk that uh, it would have gone past... Um, you know, when Caleb and I split up, to be honest with you, that was back in the 20-something episodes, I think, and maybe even in the teens at the time we split up. So I never would have thought I kept it, I would have kept it going at all, much less to 108 episodes. Uh, thank you for everybody that is sticking with me and that's listening and paying attention. Please um, go out to my page on Facebook, Graph Conversations, and uh, go over to groups i think it is or something and you can invite all your friends on your facebook page to like my facebook page craft conversations i would appreciate that if you would do that um, get some more people interested in listening to the show uh, tell people that it's on instagram if they want updates on when shows are released that's usually where they come out first and then they push to facebook tell people to listen to the youtube channel subscribe hit the bell notifications <clears throat> so you can get notified every time there's a new episode you never miss one. You don't have to go searching for it. It just dings you and lets you know immediately, hey, there's a new episode that came out. 
And yeah, just uh, you know, spread the word. There's a show out there. Uh, we talk a little bit about craft beer. Uh, mostly, it's conversational. Um, it tries to be educational every single time. By the way, I'm, I've, I've been carnivore for this month so far. Seven days in, trying to eat nothing but meat. All you vegans and vegetarians out there, I'm sorry. Uh, this is what I'm doing. I don't uh, really care what you're doing. If it works, it works. Um, yeah, to an extent, to each their own, right? If you're not hurting anybody and you feel good, then, you know, let's, let's have at it. But I've been doing carnivore, so I've been eating a lot of uh, my meats from Stay Classy Meats that I've, that I ordered. I'm going to write Stay Classy down. Why do I, Stay Classy Meats, hmm. So I've been eating a lot of that, I've been eating a lot of eggs, I've been eating uh, swig and swine. If I go anywhere else, I pretty much just get uh, uh, chicken wings or a hamburger with no bun and uh, really no toppings either, just maybe some mustard and ketchup, or mustard and mayonnaise, not ketchup. Um, I am still drinking a few beers here and there, and I'm trying to cut back on some beer consumption as well. And that's what I'm doing, so I'm seven days in. I'm getting ready after I do this podcast actually to go down and cook some elk sliders that I I think they're elk sliders. They're either bison sliders or elk sliders uh, from Stay Classy Meats. So they're about this big. I think there's six in a pack. I lie. I think there's eight in a pack. I'm going to try and I'm going to probably cook up four of those. I had some eggs earlier today. I'm probably going to cook up four of those sliders, put some uh, sharp cheddar cheese on top. Pretty much just salt and pepper. I've been using the occasional onion powder, but um, you know, onion powder is from onion, so it's a it's a vegetable. And really, I'm just I'm going straight carnivore this month for the most part, trying to 90%, 95%, and uh, to see how I feel and see uh, what kind of results I get. I've done a, a little bit of carnivore here in the past, keto obviously, but I'm trying to do full carnivore and just see how I feel about it. And when was it? It was back in November I did. I tried uh, going, not vegan, but kind of vegetarian. And um, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. So what a big fan. I don't think you need... Why? I was ending the show. I just wasn't a big fan. I don't feel like you need all that fiber. I don't think um, all the nutrients that people say you're getting from all these fruits and vegetables are really the end-all, be-all of where you can get your, your nutrients from. I think... Um, you know, meat animals are eating those things for you and processing those things for you. And those things, those nutrients become available in the meat that you're eating as well. I don't know. I didn't feel the best, if I'm being honest. I didn't feel the best when I when I went vegetarian. Um, I didn't like all the fiber. I didn't like um, the veggies in general, the texture of them, the, the flavor of them. You know, you got to do a lot to them to make them taste good. You don't have to do that with the fatty cut of meat. Anyway, that's a show for another day. Matter of fact, my keto page is, um, I'm trying to get it back on track and get it kind of live again. So 360 uh, plus members in that group. And uh, I've been posting a lot of stuff to it lately. So if you're interested in, um, in some research and some, some talks and some lectures on the keto diet, even the carnivore diet, things like that, go to my page on Facebook, The Keto Dojo. 
and uh, you can look up some information for yourself on there. I try and post as much as I can um, on there. So, all right, that's it, guys, man. I'm I'm rambling at this point. We're now 56 minutes in. I've done six minutes of rambling. Again, I appreciate you guys. Tell everybody, tell all your friends. We're going to continue this show for a little while longer. Tell them to get involved. And maybe the more people that get involved, the more likely I'll stick around. That's not a threat. That's not, no. Take it as you wish. But the more the merrier is what I say. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.